following week, I want to talk to you about Genesis chapter 13, about Lot and Abraham. How many of you know that a lot's got to go in order for you to grow? <laughs> Amen. All right. Up in the air like Jordan. Let me tell you firstly about this man. Michael Jordan played 15 seasons in the NBA. His biography on the official NBA website states that Michael Jordan is the greatest player of all time. While playing 15 seasons, six of those he won NBA championships. He was five times the NBA most valuable player and 14 times NBA all-star player. And twice he won the slam dunk contest, NBA slam dunk contest. Scoring a total of over 32,000 points in his career in the NBA. Nike Air, Jordan, Nike Air Jordan is the most popular sneaker in the world today. So I guess there's something wrong with your mic as well. Are we fine? If you don't know, Nike Air Jordan, uh, Air Jordan is the most popular sneaker in the world. I've been to London and three out of five people wear Jordans. In New York City, four out of five people wear Jordans. You will see a lady with a full dress on a bike wearing Jordan. You will see a lady wearing a beautiful outfit, executive outfit. Instead of stilettos, she is wearing Jordans. You'll see a man with a three-piece suit on a skateboard wearing Jordans. The fashion of the world out there is whatever you want to wear, wear it as long as you got on Jordans. That's literally the fashion out there. Right now, Nike Air Jordan, including with Michael Jordan, has a net worth of over $1.6 billion. Nike Air Jordan. Jordan was one of those people that when he, when he glided through the atmosphere, he could jump six meters across in the air, six meters, one meter off the ground, and slam dunking a ball into a net that is three meters off the ground. He flew in the air, up in the air like Jordan. I didn't want to talk to you about just taking a leap of faith. I wanted to talk to you about up in the air like Jordan. There was something about him when he glided in the atmosphere. There was something about him when he moved through the air. All of those achievements. One man. Nobody up till, till date can compare to what he achieved. So up in the air like Jordan. Are you with me, church? And you got to talk to me, please. Are you with me, church? There's two things that can never be stopped. One is light and the other is sound. Light can never be stopped. It continues. It always move. It's always moving. It can never ever stop. Light travels and continually travels. When you put a light on, it is always traveling. Light is always moving. It is never stopped. And the Bible says significantly, the Bible says that we are the light of the world. Amen? We are the light of the world. The other thing is sound. Sound can never be stopped. Sound is always traveling. Sound is always moving. Look at this. Listen to me very carefully. When you speak, your sound is in front of you. When you speak, your sound never goes behind you. Your sound travels right in front. So when you speak out, whatever you say, your sound travels in front of you and goes and keeps on ripples, ripples. It keeps on moving. So if you say, you know what? I'm fat and ugly. Fat and ugly is going before you all your days. If you have to speak out the word and say, I am blessed. Guess what? Put this a little bit softer here. I am blessed Blessing goes before you. Whatever you speak is in front of you and it moves in front of you. It is always in front of you and it goes before you. So if you speak glorious things and good things and if you speak the word of God, the word of God is what is going before you. Amen? So there's two things, light and sound. Go to Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. Let's start off there. Hebrews 11 1 and then Hebrews 11 6 and then we will go through Mark. 
Hebrews 11:1 1 says now faith is You all know the scripture right Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen You got it Many many years ago when my wife and I first met each other we first met each other I uh, I looked at her and I said you hey hello hi um your name must be faith you know your name is faith right? i'm sure your name she is not looking at me she's she's smiling your name must be faith it's faith right and she said why would my name be faith i said because you're the substance that i've been hoping for all my life baby <laughs> and i looked at it and said you know what i've been reading the book of numbers and i looked through it i cannot couldn't find yours anyway wouldn't you please write it down for me one we pray the way we're going out is gone hebrews 11 verse 6 says but without faith without faith it is impossible thank you impossible to please god impossible is is impossible right There's no possibility about the word impossible. Impossible means impossible. Means you cannot. There is no way. Try whatever you want to, it is impossible to please God without faith. You can praise God every day, you can speak in tongues every day, you can pray and worship, you can be part of the worship team, you can be a good husband, you can be a good wife, you can achieve all what you want. You can your life can still never please God. if you're not walking by faith listen very very carefully we're going somewhere listen me listen me listen me you can do whatever you want to be the best person and achieve the best you can still not please god because the bible says that it is only faith that pleases god it is only faith that pleases god until you walk by faith in your life you may you may never get to the place where god is pleased with your life you can try everything unless you walk by faith your life may never please god unless you're walking by faith faith just requires you to believe when it's outside of your ability to produce we didn't get then faith requires you to believe when it's outside of your ability to produce if you cannot produce it you need to have faith for it if you cannot get it on your own you need to have faith for it you have to believe by faith you have to believe for it you have to believe for it it's outside of your ability so you have to believe for it faith requires you to believe when it's outside of your ability to produce We have, we have always been taught and we all always prayed this way what are you believing for I'm believing for a car I'm believing for the promotion I'm believing for that house I'm believing for healing I'm believing for healing for healing for healing I'm believing for I'm believing for listen to me very very carefully faith is not believing for faith is believing from <laughs> faith is believing from something faith is not believing for something You don't have to have faith for healing when healing is already provided. What are you believing for? I'm believing for healing. No, believe uh, uh, healing is already provided. You have to believe from healing, not for. Let's look at the scripture again. Read it again. We we have always read it this way. We didn't learn it this way. The evident faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet. Full stop. stop full stop is a substance of things hope for the evidence of things not yet the scripture is literally telling you whatever you are having faith for it already exists you just can't see it we just can't see it in the natural but it's existing it's there it's there when i extend my faith i'm not extending my faith for god to do it i'm extending my faith for god to reveal it i need you to reveal it you already done the work he already finished the work it's already done on calvary he went on the cross he finished the work he rose up healing is provided i just can't see it i have to take a leap of faith up in the air like jordan 
I have to reach I just can't see it but I need to pray Lord don't I'm not praying for it I need you to reveal it to me because when he reveals it you can receive it If only he reveals it then only you can receive it you're not receiving it because you cannot see it's the evidence of things not yet seen So Lord it's already there my healing is there my deliverance is there the car that I want is there the house that I want is there the promotion that I want it's all in front of you you just can't see it Lord reveal it to me Show it to me reveal it to me Faith is not believing for, faith is believing from because it's already provided. I'm believing from healing for my healing. I'm believing from deliverance for my deliverance. I'm not just believing for it, I'm believing from it because it's already there. You with me? If you believe in God to be healed of cancer, You're not believing God for healing, you believe in God from healing because by his stripes you're already healed. And what does Isaiah say? Um you've been wounded for my transgressions. You've been wounded for my tra- uh, iniquities. By his stripes we are healed. By his stripes we are healed. He already went to the cross. The stripes is already done. Listen to me very carefully. Follow what I'm saying. We're going somewhere. Up in the air like Jordan. Stride up in the air like Jordan. You have to take a leap of faith. A leap of faith. We're believing from. We're not believing for. There are three types of people in this world. One is wasted time. People that waste time. They just no vision. no goal just waste time sleep all the time no vision just waiting just waiting we're wasting time wasting time wasting time and then there are those who redeem time they love to redeem time let's do facelifts let's put on masks botox liposuction let's take medications plastic surgery I want to redeem time. I want to redeem the time. And then there are those that believe that they can transcend time. Transcending time. Moving from A past all the alphabets straight on to Z. I'm transcending time. There are those that believe I'm transcending time. I want to go through a, through a story Mark chapter 5 verse 25. to 34 I'm going to close with this story listen very very carefully this is a story that is very symbolic that is very significant mark chapter 5 mark chapter 5 let's read it together and let's see what what it says mark chapter 5 verse 25 to 34 now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians she had spent all that she had and was no better but rather grew worse when she heard about jesus she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment for she said if only i may touch his clothes i shall be made well i like matthew's version says and she said to herself if that is what your bible says underline the word herself she said to herself I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, knowing in himself that power had gone out from him, turned around in the crowd and said, "Who touched my clothes?" But his disciples said to him, "You see the multitude thronging you and you say, "Who touched me?" And he looked around to see who done this thing. but the woman fearing and trembling knowing what had happened to her came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth and he said to her daughter your faith has made you well your faith has made you well this story is very symbolic this story is very 
significant. Firstly, there was a woman who had an issue of blood. I know that it's not very difficult to find a woman with an issue, but this is a woman who had an issue of blood. I took you two seconds to get that. Okay, okay. Are you awake this morning? Are you awake this morning? Jeremy, I think they need a little bit of help. Are you awake this morning? All right, so here is a woman with an issue of blood. Firstly, very symbolic, woman, we are the bride of Christ. We are the bride of Christ. Here's a woman, we are the bride of Christ. It's symbolic. We are the bride of Christ. She had internal bleeding issue that will not stop. Listen to me very, very carefully. Follow me, please. When you as a female cannot stop the cycle of blood, you can never receive the seed for reproduction. As long as your cycle does not stop and your bleeding does not stop, you cannot receive seed for reproduction. Listen to me very, very carefully. The very fact that you go through a cycle every month, woman, you know what I'm talking about, and everyone else, you know what I'm talking about, is the fact that you can reproduce. But if you continually bleed, you cannot receive seed to reproduce. Sila. The enemy wants, this is a church. She was a church. We're going somewhere. The enemy wants you continually bleeding so you cannot receive seed from this pulpit. As long as you keep on bleeding, you won't be able to receive seed. You see, this is what the thing is. Bleeding, you complain all the time. You are offended all the time. You are hurt all the time. As long as you are continually offended and hurt, you will never receive seed that is given off from this pulpit because you are bleeding continually. And as long as you are bleeding, seed, oh, now it hits you. Now I feel it. Now I feel it. Now it hits you. Seed will never enter your life to reproduce that way because you are continually bleeding. So here's this woman, 12 years. She's bleeding. She's bleeding. The enemy wants you bleeding. You know, you know, for past 20 years, I sat in the second row. I always sat there. And now COVID came and now they tell me to move somewhere else. I'm offended. And for the past five years, you offended with what happened six years ago. And that offense is holding you from receiving seed that is given off from the pulpit. You see, many of you, some of you right now, still cannot receive the seed that is given off from the pulpit from me because you are still bleeding. In your offense, in your hurt. I cannot receive the seed. That's why some of you are still stagnant. You are still stuck in a mud. You have to take a leap of faith. You have to take a leap out of that mud. Take a leap out of that situation and up in the air like Jordan. Yes, this woman, 12 years. You cannot receive seed that I'm giving you because you're constantly bleeding. You offended. Let me stay with that just for a few moments. You need to get it. You need to get it. Offense. Offended. It happened five years ago. Hey, move on. Move on out of there. Take a leap of faith. You cannot receive seed. It's not because you don't love me or not because you don't respect me. It's because you're still offended in your seat. In your situation. The offense still stays with you. You come to church every week, just going through it, just going through church. long as you tick the box, everybody saw my face. Now I'm just seated and I go home. You will never receive seed because you're still staying in your offense. Are you with me, church? You're still seated, come to church. long as I'm in church, everybody saw my face. I do my, I do my work. I sow my seed, but seed doesn't come back because you are bleeding. You are bleeding. And until that cycle comes to an end, your seed will never reproduce. That cycle has to stop. And you can try every pad, 
you can try every every pill you can try every tampon the cycle will never come to an end unless inside you say it's over it's over i renew my mind i cleanse myself it's over it's over it's over it's over it's over it's over you see some of you still just want to sit down and say you know what Who are you to tell me what I you cannot teach me anything there's nothing I can learn from you you're still a young boy there's nothing you got hey you will never receive the seed from the pulpit if you're still stuck in your depression and in your offense and in your hurt nothing will change you nothing will get you no matter who comes up on the pulpit I can get bishop to preach up here you still wouldn't receive the seed because you're still stuck and you're still bleeding Rako solo brahe brahe Lord help me preach this thing You still bleeding You still bleeding You still bleeding and you're bleeding it out and you're trying to nurse that bleeding by putting on pads by putting on medication and you're trying to stop the bleeding on your own the bleeding never stops until you change it he's the only one that can stop that bleeding and give you seed and the enemy cripples the church this way keeps you bleeding so that seed doesn't reproduce itself No matter how much we preach, no matter how much we sing, no matter how much we uh pray, no matter how much we fast. The seed just stays here and it doesn't go out there. No matter how much I pray, you will never receive the seed and never be changed. Some of you say, "Oh." Okay, thank you. I'm going to say the way the way you said. Some of you still right now as i speak still staying in your offense right now still staying with your hurt there's four of you right now right here that have to deal with your offense that have to deal with your hurt you're still not receiving this word as i'm speaking right now you're still not getting it in because you're still stuck with your offense you're bleeding guess what happens when you continually bleed and bleed and bleed ask your daughters ask yourselves mums if you have to continually bleed non-stop guess what happens eventually one day you'll be in a coffin take a leap of faith take a leap of faith i think i need to stay there but let's move on let's move on 12 years she suffered 12 years it is no coincidence that you have a lady suffering for 12 years and immediately after that there is there's a girl that is 12 years old So as old as that girl is and now she is dead the same amount of time she was suffering for 12 years 12 is very very symbolic number first thing 12 months in our year there's 12 tribes in Israel 12 pillars in the temple 12 angels in revelation 12 is the number of government and Jesus had 12 disciples yes there were 150 and more that added thereafter but his first command his first counsel was 12 disciples that he had with him 12 is very, very symbolic so in the church she is bleeding internally she seeks healing everywhere else to every doctor and every physician and she spends all her money the bible says and now she is dried out completely wiped out clean she has nothing there is nothing that has helped her for 12 years this went on 12 years she has this issue of blood and she's going on 12 years let me stop and tell you something before you plan 12 sessions at the psychiatrist 
Please plan on being at church for 12 Sundays in a row and give God a chance first. See, there's something about praise when we praise God. How about trying to praise God first and give Him glory first? There is something when you praise. I said this on Friday. When you worship Him, worship is an intimate moment with you and your Father. You worship Him not because He has done something for you. You worship Him just because He is. Worship extends out from you. It is your intimate moment with your upper father. It is worship. It is solemn. It is, uh, it is holy. The angel seraphims in the Bible had six wings. Two wings, they covered their feet. Two wings, they covered their face. Worship before the Lord because they couldn't see his glory. His glory is too great. They covered their face and two wings, they flyward. Worship is something that you do. It's an intimate time, but praise. Praise extends out from you. Praise is something that opens up doors. Praise is something that closes doors behind you. Praise is something that shows you the way. Praise is something that gives you the way. Praise is something that opens up vision and gives you revelation. Praise not only brings down blessing, but praise extends your territory, extends your borders. When you praise God, something changes in the atmosphere when you praise Him. How about you give God a few seconds of praise right now? Some of you got it. You're standing up. Thank you. Thank you. Let me see your praise, God. Because the atmosphere changes when you praise God. The atmosphere shifts when you praise God. When you praise Him, something happens. You see, when you just sit down and just complain all the time, you're stuck in your mess. You're stuck in this wind. You're stuck in what the enemy wants you to be crippled with. And you just stay in your mess, complaining, 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 complaining. You are offended. You are hurt. And you stay like that. That's exactly where the enemy wants you to stay but when you start praising him something changes and even if you are down even if you have no money praise changes your atmosphere your children will come and tell you mommy there's no money in your bank there's no money in the bank no money in ah. but you're still praising God you still have a smile on your face what is it about you and you can tell them son daughter I know I'm going through pain I know there's no money but because God is still on the throne I will continue praising him extends out from inside of the revelation you have of him. So even when you're down, your son might have failed at school. Your daughter might be going hayward. Your family might not be speaking to you. Maybe there's animosity and a feud in the family. Sit down, sit down, sit down. But still, you will give God praise. Because you know he is on the throne and praise opens up doors. Praise gives God, shows you the way where there is no way. What's impossible with you is is possible with God through your praise. Worship is your intimate time alone with him. The, The Bible says, thank you Lord, the father is seeking those to worship him. But praise in the Bible opened up doors and avenues and shifted the atmosphere, moved things away that was an obstacle in your life. It moved it out through your praise. Worship doesn't change everything in front of you. Praise does. Worship is just your intimate time with him because he just loves fellowship with you. You can never have a marriage without making out. You can never have a marriage and a relationship without having an intimate moment together. Sex without marriage will never work. There has to be this moment where you come together. It's not just for making babies. It restores 
the relationship. It grows the relationship. I don't believe that abstinence needs to be present when you are fasting. You need to come together more when you are fasting. I don't believe that when you are praying sackcloth and ashes and praying with your holy Bible that you need to abstain. No, you husband and wife still need to come together even more because you are more vulnerable during that season. Don't be holy through your fasting. Don't be holy through your praying. You can be praying in the spirit for one hour and be vulnerable and sin the next second. Rowan chapter 2 verse 1. <clears throat> Marriage. So she is a church. She's bleeding internally. She seeks healing everywhere. Nothing works. Nothing works. And she said to herself, Matthew's gospel says, she said to herself. Some of us think that when we speak to ourself, that we are a little bit cockeyed. That there's something wrong. The other day I was talking in my room and I was speaking and speaking and speaking and my son came in. I won't tell you which one. But he, he came in and he says, Daddy, what's wrong with you? What are you doing? You okay? I said, yes. Why are you talking to yourself? I said, I'm encouraging myself. I started speaking the word over me. I started speaking good things. Because I was feeling a little bit down, you see. For some reason that is not your business. And I, and I started speaking revelation over my life. And I started speaking blessings. And I started speaking good things. And a little bit naughty things as well. That's just between me and my wife, not you. None of your business. And I started speaking good things. He came into the room and said, what are you doing? I'm encouraging my Self. Some of us need to speak our way out of a situation. We need to speak to ourselves and encourage yourself. She spoke, listen to listen, this is very symbolic. She spoke to herself and she said, If only I may touch the hem of his garment. Wait, 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 wait. If only I may touch the hem. Be, be, be quiet just for a few seconds. Need to get this. If only I may touch the hem of his garment. I will, I know, I know I will be healed. She spoke to herself. She told herself. Jesus didn't approach her and tell her, daughter, you are healed. Like he did with everyone else. Jesus didn't go to her and say, you know what? Come here. You can't see? And begin to see. He didn't go up and say, you know what? You can't speak? And put it on the face, put it on the eyes, um, put it on his tongue, now speak, put his fingers in the ears. He didn't do any of that, those radical things, which is in the Bible, by the way. He didn't say anything to her. She spoke to herself. She didn't see the master and say, you know what, Jesus, if you are willing, make me whole. If you are willing, you can cleanse me. If you are willing, please heal me. They didn't lower her down in a stretcher in front of Jesus. She spoke to herself. She didn't speak to him. Thank you. Thank you. She spoke to herself. She began to courage herself. You can talk yourself into depression. You can talk yourself into confession that you are ugly. Into believing that you are ugly. You can talk yourself into defeat. If there's an up, there's a down. There's an in, there's an out. There's a dark, there's a light. If you can talk your way into something, you can talk your way out of it. If you can talk your way into depression, you can talk your way out of depression. If you can talk your way into defeat and into believing you are ugly, you can talk your way out knowing that you are beautiful. If you can talk your way into something, you can talk your way out of something. She spoke to herself. She started speaking to herself. 
Some of us need to talk to ourselves every day. When you get up in the morning, look at yourself in the mirror and talk to yourself. When you get up in the morning, tell yourself that promotion is mine. Hey beautiful, look at yourself in the mirror. Hey beautiful, you are getting that promotion today. I don't care whatever you may think, but you mm, just look at yourself. Man, you are gorgeous. Talk to yourself like you're crazy. Because that is what faith is. It's crazy. Talk to yourself and tell yourself, I am going to make it. I am going to receive it. I'm going to get it. You need to claim it and you need to speak to yourself. When your faith starts growing, sometimes your mouth has to catch up to your faith. Because your faith is growing. You are growing, but your mouth is still over here talking all the negative things. Your mouth is still there just speaking condemnation. I will never be. I will never succumb to that. I will never be. I'll never mount up to that. They will never find me worthy. I'll never be good enough. But you're praying the whole day. Your faith in your spirit is increasing. But your mouth is still right in the back. Your mouth has to catch up to you. And it has to catch up to your faith. When you're tired of where you are, Some of you this morning, you're tired of where you are. Like you're stuck in a center. Like you're stuck in a hole. Like like you're in quicksand. And you're just stuck in the sand. Stuck in the same place every day. When you are stuck and tired of where you are at, take a leap out and up in the air like Jordan. When you're tired of where you are, when you're tired of being in the same place, the only way out is just to take a leap. Just to take a leap of faith. Take a leap of faith. Tell your loved one next to you. Take a leap of faith. A little bit louder. Turn on your amplifier. And tell your loved one again. Take a leap of faith. Now I want you. Thank you Lord for reminding me. I want you to look at your neighbor. That's not your loved one. That's one and a half meters away from you. Look at them. Look at them in their faces. Look at them. Look at them all around the church. Look at them. Keep on looking at them. Look at them. I know you're feeling awkward, but look at them. It doesn't mean that because they are smiling back that they are not going through a storm. Just to sidetrack, the essence of respect doesn't mean because you are smiling back at me that you are not going through a storm. Sometimes a person next to you and one and a half meters away from you can be going through something much worse than what you are going through. Respect. Still show love because you will never know your act of non-kindness can just break them. You will never know just that of you not showing love can break them even further. You will never know what your neighbor is going through. Show love. I expect you to be more excited for them than anything else. I expect you to maybe clap hands, I don't know, and receive revelation. I don't know, because at the end of the day, I, I look to this Bible, and right to the Bible, it speaks about love and nothing else. And, and it only says that, that faith only works through love. So if we cannot show love and we not love, this is our vision in any way, in any case. So if we cannot show love, how do we expect any message from the pulpit to work? Literally. Come on. How do we expect? Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. But how do we expect any prayer or any word that is given from the pulpit to work if we cannot first show love? Amen. Sila. Sila, sila, sila. Take a leap of faith up in the air like Jordan. You need to stop getting the devil to get you complaining and let the devil get you praising. Don't let the devil get you complaining all the time because it never works. Start getting the devil to allow the devil to get you praising. So everything you're going through, praise him. 
Everything you're going through, praise him. And she says, if only I may touch the hem of his garment. Listen very carefully. Watch this, watch this, watch this. I know. And then she touches Jesus. And she received power and healing. That's what the Bible says. And she got delivered. What happened next? Jesus turned around and said, who? This omniscient God, excuse me, but this God that knows all things, this God that created all things, I mean, he was there right next to his father when his father said, let us make man in our own image and likeness. This same God that knows all things now does not know who touched you. And disciples, you don't know who touched you? What do you mean, who touched you? His disciples was confused. And he said, who touched me? This omniscient God. Is he going against his word? Is his word not reproved? Who touched me? Do you know why that happened? Jesus was caught completely off guard. Do you know why? Why will this God that knows all things say, who touched me? You are God. You created her in the first place. You should know who touched you. Why wouldn't you know? Did Jesus have a bit less faith at the time? Couldn't be because power left him. So clearly he was powerful at the moment. At that time. Why will he say, who touched me? Listen very, very carefully. You know why? Because she didn't have a scriptural right to a healing without his involvement. She didn't have any scriptural right to a healing without his involvement. Right now we can receive healing in the name of Jesus. Because the Bible says by his stripes we are healed. The stripes already happened. He already got lashes on his back. He already went to the cross. Calvary is past. He is now in heaven. We can claim. Listen very carefully. You need to catch us. We can claim right now in the name of Jesus we are healed. At that time, at that moment when that happened, he hasn't gone to the cross yet. She didn't have any scriptural right to say I am healed, to claim healing. Because up till that moment, every person that Jesus healed, he either touched them or he spoke it or he told them what to do. Go and dip yourself. Go and wash yourself. Go and cleanse yourself. He told them what to do. Oh, he spoke to them. You are healed. Your faith has healed you. You are healed. Oh, he touched them. Up till that point. None of that happened to her. She didn't have any scriptural right to claim healing. You need to understand this. Uh, Isaiah says, Isaiah says, um, we are wounded for our transgressions. We are bruised for our iniquities. And by his stripes, we are healed. He wasn't wounded yet. He wasn't bruised yet. There was no stripes on his back. So how can she claim healing? How can she say, if only I may touch the hem, I know that I will be healed. That's why at that point Jesus didn't even know he was caught completely off guard because he hadn't been to the cross yet. Because everyone that he healed, he told them, he spoke to them, he saw them. This is a woman that came and touched him on his back completely unaware. He turned around and said, wow, whoa. What on you What's happening here? Who touched me? He's completely unaware of who touched him. He doesn't know what's going on. Jesus was caught completely off guard. He doesn't know what's going on because her faith healed her. She reached out and it was before the cross. It is something non-biblical. It is non-scriptural. It wasn't supposed to happen. He hadn't gone to the cross yet. So how can she claim healing? Now we can claim healing because he went to the cross. By his stripes we are healed. When she claimed healing, there was no stripes. 
There was no bruising. There was no wounding. So how can she claim healing? He was caught completely unaware. She didn't have a scriptural right to a healing without his involvement. You see, nobody ever got healed without without his assistance. Nobody ever got healed without his assistance. Everybody that healed, he healed them. He touched them. He assisted them. She claims healing on her own. And she received healing power. She drew power from Jesus. The only one in the Bible. She drew power from Jesus. Jesus says, oh, who touched me? Power left me. Hey, you weren't supposed to do that. Our souls are call you and our souls are heal you. Our souls are release healing. You are taking healing. I was supposed to release power on you. You are taking power from me. There's a difference if Manolan has to give me something or if I have to just take it from him. If he has to give me my cap, he's giving it to me, but the difference is if I have to just take it from him. He's unaware. He's not in agreement with me. I don't know whether he wants to even give it to me. I'm taking it. She just grabbed on healing. Grabbed on from him. Isaiah said that. He was wounded. He was bruised by his stripes. He ain't been wounded. But she touched the hem. And he still hadn't gone to the cross. He's just the, Jesus the son of Mary. He is not Jesus the son of God. We know that through the scripture. But at that moment he is just Jesus the son of Mary. They only knew him as Jesus the son of Mary. The carpenter's son. He hadn't gone to the cross yet. They didn't know that the cross was coming. They didn't know that he's going to be bruised. He's going to be wounded. And by his stripes they didn't know that the third day he's going to rise up. They didn't know all of that. She claimed healing. He hadn't gone to the cross yet. He didn't, he, she, he didn't get to the cross yet. He's just Jesus, the son of Mary. But you know what? God cannot refuse your faith. Because faith, here's it again, faith transcends time. Faith transcends from point A past the Calvary's cross to point Z. Faith goes past Calvary. God cannot resist your faith. God is attracted to faith. That's why it says you cannot please him without faith. It is only faith in your life that pleases him because it's only faith that he's attracted to. Make yourself as beautiful as you want to in the morning. Is uh, whatever. But show God faith. And he's attracted to it. It's faith that he's attracted to. Faith transcended time. Before Calvary got to her, guess what? She got to Calvary. Before Calvary got to her, she got to Calvary. And she took a leap of faith up in the air like Jordan. She took a leap of faith and said, only I may touch the hem of his garment. I'm not waiting for him to call me out. I'm going to reach out and I'm going to receive this healing. Sometimes the devil has you thinking, what will take you 10 years to get can happen in 10 minutes through faith. Thank you. Thank you. Because God is a God that is more than able. Ben, you can come up. God is God that is more than able to do exceedingly, abundantly, more what you can think or ask. He is able. The devil will have you think, it'll take you 10 years to reach that goal. It'll take you 10 years to be a manager. But God can do it in 10 minutes. Because he is a God that is able. If you take a leap of faith. If you take a leap of faith. And he tells her, watch this. And he tells her, your faith has made you well. He tells her, your faith has made you well. Wow. Your faith. Your faith has made you well. What you were supposed to wait on, she leaped over. What she was supposed to wait on. She was supposed to wait for the cross. She was supposed to wait for healing. But she took a leap by faith. Instead of her waiting for it, she leaped over. What she was supposed to wait on, she leaped over. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm here to tell you this morning. I'm here to tell you this morning as you stand up. You need to take a leap of faith. Take a leap of faith. 
take a leap of faith up in the air like Jordan. Take a leap of faith up in the air like Jordan. Take a leap of faith. Take a leap of faith. Take a leap of faith. Some of you are struggling and you're stranded. You're in a hole and you're in quicksand, stuck in the same place. The only way out is to take a leap of faith. Throw your hands up. Take a leap of faith. Next week we will talk about game plan and strategy. And I'll tell you another story about Peter walking on the water. Another story about taking a leap of faith the next week. Part one. Take a leap of faith. Stop being offended. Stop being hurt. Stop bleeding. Take a leap of faith. Take a leap of faith. Take a leap of faith. Stretch out and take a leap of faith. Take a leap of faith. You right there in your home, take a leap of faith. Restoration is coming upon your family. Haven't spoken to your son for a long, long time. Restoration is coming upon your family. Healing is coming upon your home. This Christmas time, one year ago, I said the exact same thing. And we got comfort that it happened in Christmas time. For the first time, this family came together last year. Came together over Christmas time. Right here. The exact same thing this year. I see a family being restored. Your son, I don't, it's, it's somebody that I don't know. It's people that I don't know. God is restoring your life, restoring your son. You haven't seen your son for a very long time. God is restoring your home. He's restoring your home. Your family's coming together back this Christmas. In the name of Jesus. I see restoration. 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 I beseech you. I'm begging you. Give up your offenses. Give up being hurt. Stop bleeding. So that God's seed can reproduce in your life. Here's this woman with the issue of blood. And she reached out. She went all against biblical principle. And scriptural context. And she reached out by faith. It is not scripture that pleases God. It is not anything fancy that pleases God. Because he is the word. It is faith that pleases him. Stretch out your hands.